everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Diamonds from Coal. Hey, Carrie, nice to have you back. Well, hi, everyone. Good to be back. <laughs> so, last time we talked about making a list for your relationships. Um, and so, I wanted to kind of piggyback off of that and talk about if you're already in a relationship. Um, so, what, what I'm thinking is, you know, if you're already in a relationship, you know, what's the point of making the list? What do you think? Well, I definitely think there's a point in making a list because, you know, things change in relationships. You know, we go through a lot of different um, uh, trying times, you know, loss of a job or, you know, financial, you know, uh, difficulties, you know, whatever it is that you're going through. You know, relationships suffer and we always need to be nurturing it and watering, you know, watering it, (laughs) so to speak. So, yeah, there's definitely a time uh, in a relationship where sometimes we have to get back to square one and remind each other why we're there, what, you know, what we committed to in the beginning, especially if you really did have that list put out from the get-go and you and your partner agreed that those were things that you were going to contribute to the relationship. And if somehow you've you've steered a different direction, um, you got to bring one another back. And so, um, and it's definitely important to... Right. And when you find yourself in that position that you're in a relationship and it's not working anymore... You need to be able to pull that list out so that you can examine as to why. Because you can't go to somebody and say, look, dude, or, you know, Carrie, yeah, this relationship isn't working. Because mm-hmm. what are they going to say? Why is it not working? And you're going to go, I don't know, but it's not. And this way you can articulate and say, because from the beginning, I knew that these are my needs. These are the things that I need to have in place. And these are the things that I cannot live with. And you're the personification of exactly why that's not working for me. Exactly. You know, this is exactly why it's not working. Because, you know, you know and there's not necessarily that you're a bad person. It's just you're, it's not meeting my needs. And it goes back to the, you know, because like, um, you know, if you have a, a man and he's, you know, professes to be a Christian or a woman, because women do it too. I'm not just picking on the men. I just, I don't have relationships with women, so. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so that's why I generally go that way. But if you're in a relationship with somebody and they're saying, oh, I'm a Christian and, you know, I'm this and I'm that. And you think, you know, yeah, okay. And then their life is not matching up with that. That means they lied to you. That's a deal breaker for you. And it's causing, you know, <clears throat> and so there's your deal breaker. And then the fact that they're not going to church, they're not praying with you, they're not praying for you, they're not even praying over meals. You know what I mean? I mean, seriously. So they've lied to you from the beginning, and so there's your deal breaker, and they're not, you know, strong in faith, which was one of your requirements. So then you can go to them and say, look, this isn't working because, you know, so what are we going to do with that? But here, here's what I was just thinking as you were saying that. I don't necessarily think it's about somebody not being truthful from the beginning. Because I'm going to speak. I'm going to be very uh, transparent Absolutely. here. Uh, you know, I claim to be a Christian. I am. I feel like I am. I have a great relationship with God. I don't always go to church, but I pray on a daily and I have an ongoing relationship. Now, the most recent relationship I was in, he questioned whether I really was this Christian woman because... Um, I did not, from the very beginning, 
make sure that he was on the same page as me as far as getting me to go into church. So this is why I feel like it's important to be equally yoked or at least have a believer that's wanting to work on their faith walk because you hold each other accountable. Now, had he been holding me accountable, which later on down the way he questioned, you know, my statement of faith, because I wasn't walking the walk. I really wasn't. And because well, things was were... He, was he passing judgment on you? No, not at all. Not passing judgment at all. He was merely asking me, well, what about us going to church? You said you wanted to do these things. Um, again, in our last episode, you know, our podcast, you know, Deborah had said she wants a man that's going to be strong in his faith, stronger than her, so that he can then lead her. Well, it was kind of the opposite. And I, I now lost... Now you know what needs to be on your list. Right. I... <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. So no, I mean he he was and, and I appreciated it. Um, you know, I didn't really like hearing that by any means, but he was like, Well what happened to this? Because he wanted to work on the relationship as well and that was one of our discussions is like getting back into going to church, praying together, things like that. But we I never had my list. Just so y'all know, I did not have my list. So here we are now having this discussion of how to try and work things out while in the midst of being in a relationship and if you didn't have a list. so Right. So at what point, you know, you're looking at your list, you know, when is it fixable and when is it time to walk away? You know, that becomes a question. That, oh, that's something you can only answer for yourself because, you know, my deal breaker that makes me walk away might be a fix-it moment for you, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, a man lies to me, especially if it's early in the relationship, I'm not going to stick around. Now, if we've been together for, you know, a few months or even a year and, you know, there was a little white lie, I can probably overlook it. I'm going to say something. I'm going to call you on your crap. Sure. But I'm not, you know, it's fixable. So it kind of depends on where you're at in the relationship and how big the you know, I mean, if it's a huge lie, then that's something totally different. Sorry about the uh, helicopter going by, folks. We're sitting outside enjoying this wonderful Arizona weather. (laughs) So, yeah, you might hear a little helicopter fly by. So, based on what you just said, too, I mean, it's going to depend each individual. We're here to talk to you about really what Deborah and I have gone through in our relationships and how maybe, you know, we were able to work through it. Um, and it doesn't mean that what we say is, you know, how you're supposed to live. Exactly. It, that's not what this is meant to do. This is just an this open is meant discussion. to help you to figure out how you want to live and what that looks like for you. You know, and what is your deal breaker that says, okay, we're done versus the deal breaker that's this is something we need to work on because this over time is going to become a problem that's not going to be fixable. But if you nip it early, it can be fixed. So, um, and then the the last thing I want to talk about today was, um, you know, what if you decide to walk away? You know, and they're wanting to work on it, like your situation with your boyfriend. <clears throat> you know, you're like done. And he's like always calling and texting and driving you crazy. At one point, you just say, enough. How do you, how do you stay with that, that decision? Well, it's hard. It's it is, and and there's got to be consistency. Um, I am the worst. I mean, I can't tell you how many relationships I've been done with, and I'm like, I just can't deal with this any longer. 
and I break it off and you know they sweet talk me or tell me that they want to change and then I and I'm and I'm a fixer I want to work things out I want to help fix things and so in my nature it's me to try and work things out and I take every relationship very seriously as if they are going to be my future husband which is a whole nother topic on praying for your future husband that'll be our next episode yes that sounds good I'll write that down for our next episode Uh, so anyway, you know, again, being consistent, making sure that when you're done, you're done. It's hard. It is. You know, you've invested your time with somebody for however long it may seem or be. And uh, it's hard it, because you, let me tell you, I guess I've been conflicted. Like as a godly woman, I'm there to want to work things out. But Deborah also made the point in the last episode that we are not to be submissive to someone who is whom is not our husband. Okay, that's there's a difference. She said you can't be submissive to men in general, just your husband. So, you know, that's where this kind of there's there's some convoluted, you know, conversation here as far as how to actually approach this when you're not in an actual marriage. So, I don't, you know, I don't know speak on what I just said cuz I'm not even really sure where to go with all that. I it's there's so many things that well, I mean, when you're in a dating relationship, <clears throat> um, when you're in the dating phase of your relationship, it's about seeing if this person is worthy, you know, of, of marriage. So if you find areas that they need to work on, you need to bring that to them from a place of love, not condemnation, and say, look, you know what, this is what I need in my spouse. So if you're looking to be that spouse... You know, this is something you might want to address in yourself and see where it goes from there. If they're not interested, they won't work on it. It's really that simple. Right. So you have your answer. But, you know, the thing is that with, um, in my past relationships, I'm not going to say all men because that's retarded, but, (laughs) but my past relationships, I have found that men want you to accept them as they are. And if you don't like it, don't look. And damn it, I'm the man, I wear the pants, and that's just that. And I'm like, oh, hell to the no. <laughs> but but in, in the defense of men, too, I also have found that there are many women that are the same way. A lot uh-huh. of liberated women, women these days that, you know, it's my way or the highway. And, right, you know, and you have to be in that kind of, it has to be a healthy relationship. Well, healthy relationships mm-hmm. grow and change. Right. But they grow and change together. I mean, it's like um, my friends, the Zigglers, uh, Mark and Cindy. Now, you know, he's, he was my pastor at one point. But I watched their marriage, you know. I mean, I watched when they didn't know I was watching. And I watched how they interacted with each other. Even when they were upset with each other, I would watch how they interacted with each other. And it was, it always came from a place of love. And they always were like, okay, you know what, I can see her point. Okay, I can see what he's saying. And then they would work on it together, and it became a non-issue. So there's a fine line between my way and the highway, and I have expectations, and I have definite needs that I need from you, and you need to want to fulfill those for me. Right. But And I need to be willing to do the same for him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but what I'm finding... It, it can't, right. It, it's always one way or the other. It's exactly. one or the other. And we, there is a relationship out there because I see it 
in these successful marriages, you know, and I don't consider a marriage successful until you've been married 20 years. Yeah. Okay. Because if you're struggling at, at the 10 year mark, you're probably not going to make it to 25. <clears throat> Excuse me. But when I'm looking at successful marriages, I mean, Mark and Cindy, again, they've been married for, you know, going on 30 years, you know, if not 30 years. And they still are madly in love with each other. You can see it when he looks at her across the room or when she looks over at him and gives him that little secret smile that she doesn't think I noticed. <laughs> Sorry, Cindy, I noticed. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's sweet. And it's, they keep that spark going. But they do it because they give 100% as much as they can. Because relationships are not 50-50. I know this is off topic. But there's no such thing as a 50-50 relationship. That's a business partnership. Mm -hmm. You know, you bringing this and I'm bringing this. And this is what we have. But a relationship, especially in a marriage, you have to give it 100% all the time. Because there are days that you're not going to have 100%. You're not going to have 50%. They're going to have to be able to cover that for yeah. that day. And then there's going to be days that they're having a bad day. And you're going to have to be able to go, you know what? They're having a bad day. This is a one-off situation. Let it go. You know? How can I help make your day better? You know, you had a lousy day at the office, honey? Okay. You know what? Let's just relax. I'm going to get you a glass of wine. You know, I'll massage your feet. And I'm not a feet person. But <laughs> it's just not my thing. But hey, you know what? If it makes your day better, I'm willing to suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> you know? But you know what? There's going to come a day that my feet are going to be in need. But that's where we need to figure out. Is it worth fighting for to to practice the, the uh, steps into going into holy matrimony? I mean, is it worth, you know, the fight? Is it worth working together? Um, and that's really kind of where we're at. And, you know, there's just so many so many intricalities that go into a relationship um, and working together to even see if it's worth working out. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's going to vary from person to person what you're willing to accept. And relationship accept. to relationship. Yeah. I mean, what you tolerated from this guy, you may not be willing to tolerate from this guy because you, you have higher expectations of him. Yeah. Because you know he he's better than this. Yeah. And so, and when you can come to him and say, you know what? I know you're better than this. That's going to have a lot more weight to him than it is, you know what? You're not there yet. Let me help drag you. Because when you're dragging somebody that you know they're kicking and screaming all the way. Yeah. And there's no point to it. Well, that's not an effective way of approaching no. someone with something that it's needs either, to be It's easier on. to push 10 than it is to drag two. Yeah. And that goes for relationships too. If you're having to drag your man into the relationship, is it really a relationship or are you in it by yourself? And you know, you can't have a relationship with somebody else and you're doing all the work. Because at some point you're gonna get pooped. <laughs> and yeah. you're gonna and you're gonna say, Oh, I am so done and what's really sad is he's not even gonna care. Yeah. You know, because he's going to be finally the prod's going away. <laughs> Took you long enough. <laughs> 
So um, now I did want to talk to you about um, something, and it's kind of personal. So I hope you're not going to be too offended. No, bring it. <laughs> it's it's about um, mental illness versus demonic possession, and I know that you're experiencing something very very close to this right now. Mm -hmm. And so I'm wondering how can we tell whether we need to pray for somebody or get them on meds? <laughs> I mean, they, you know, I mean, how do we know? Ooh, you know, and that's something that I've just been praying on, you know, because I mean, ultimately I feel my connection with God. I, I listen for his voice, his, his guidance, his direction and where to go. And, uh, it's been a tough one. If someone isn't willing to listen to you, like she said about the Zigglers and, and their relationship, it's like, okay, I see where you're coming from. If you can't have a partner that is actually, whether they agree with you or not, they still have to acknowledge your concerns. Acknowledge. I don't care if you think that I'm completely and respect it. If you completely think I'm off my rocker and I'm nuts, then there has to be an intelligent conversation discussing the points that I'm bringing up or you're bringing up. And if, if that isn't something that's a possibility, if that's, if there is just a complete wall put up, and there's no room for discussion or no, um, I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah, it's a highway, my way or the highway type thing. I, I wouldn't even go that. But see, here's the thing, yeah, though. I, I mean, in, in your part. situation, you have this person that's talking to you normal. Everything's great. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they're spewing all of this, you know, you're this, you're that. All this name calling starts happening. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're a bad person. You're a bad example to your child. You're this, you're that, you know, and then they don't even remember that they said it, mm -hmm. you know, there's a problem here somewhere. Mm -hmm. There's a disconnect in their brain. So the problem is either demonic or it's psychological. So what do you do first? Well, first of all, my thinking because that it wasn't some spiritual attack on him per se some of us are weaker, and we do experience some spiritual warfare. Warfare, and um, I, I've seen people that have gone through that. And then there's also the difference between people that are very unaware of their actions, like a hundred percent. You know, I think if you if you know the person and you know their kindness and you know what they're capable as a kind and loving person, and you see all the good sides, and then there's like a moment of like complete unawareness and mental block and no re recording of or recollection of anything that they've just spewed out of their mouth within minutes I'm going to go with there's some mental issues there now see I'm the opposite because if there's demonic involved that means that the demon is literally possessing them and the demon is speaking through them when Jesus um, had you know this guy that was you know um, demo with demonic um, possession. I couldn't get my mouth to say mm -hmm. it. You know, when Jesus released that demon from him, he didn't remember any of it. Mm -hmm. He was like, how'd I get here? Wow, well, who are you people? You no, know? and that's true. So I kind of fight with both because I feel like there's a little of both. 
<laughs> I feel like there's a little of both because on a daily, I can see there's some issues with um, uh, lack of memory loss, and and there was some head trauma at one point or you know, in his earlier years, which may have mm. contributed to some memory loss. So I would always joke, it's like fifty first dates with you because I don't. <laughs> Uh, you don't re- you don't remember certain things that we've talked about, which have nothing to do with name calling or, or his actions. Now, I did witness the other day exactly what Deborah was saying. Whereas I literally looked him in the eye and I said, "Devil be gone!" And I walked away and I said, "Devil be gone!" And I started praying. And literally, he came to me and and he started talking about something completely different as. Uh, marriage, like, hey, you know, have you ever thought about seeing us married together? Completely off the topic, completely away from just what I heard spewed out of his mouth, and he was completely calm. So, yeah, I mean, I- so my takeaway from this is that when you're having this in a relationship, you know, you because I mean, you didn't start off with a relationship like this. No. This has come up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if it comes up. I think that our first step is to automatically assume that it's demonic. Don't go secular right away. Yeah. You know, because if it's demonic, you're going to be able to do the devil be gone. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, you know, when you pray and you believe what you prayed for, you get it. You know, especially when you're seeking first the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And having God's children not possessed by demons is really high on his list of things that it's okay yeah. to be praying for. So, um, you know, I think you've got to go there first, you know, and then, you know, if it keeps coming up afterward or whatever, you know, then start going the psychological route. And, you know, because someone is demon possessed does not necessarily mean that they're weak. Mm-hmm. The demons attack the, the strongest, trying to debilitate them. So it's not that, you know... It, that he's a bad person or that he's a weak person. It's probably the exact opposite. Well, and I don't mean weak as a weak person, weak-minded, anything like that. My point, when I say weak, weak in the spirit. Because when you aren't strong in your faith or you're not um, spiritually strong, that, I also think, is when you're attacked, too. Well, yeah, depression, but, uh, anything he suffers from depression, some other things too. That again, I wouldn't see him as a weak person per se, but spiritually weak, right? But the, the devil's going to try to keep you down, he's not going to want you to rebuild, he's not going to want you to get stronger, you know. And I think that you know, we've talked about this before. God knows his plans for us, but I think that the devil has a pretty good idea too. Mm-hmm. And if you've got demon possession. I'm going to tell you, from my, what I've seen, it's usually because the devil is scared spitless. If you, if you don't have, if he didn't keep you down now, and you actually get to that level where you're supposed to go, mm-hmm. his goose is cooked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Well, absolutely. So he's scared of you. Right, and that's based on the post I just made the other day, is that the devil knows just as much as God does, as far as what your heart's desire is, and... You know, he's going to try and meddle and, and try and, and... Well, I don't think that that's necessarily true. I think that the devil, um, he can hear you just as easily as God can. So he hears the words that come out of your mouth. But I, he's not a mind reader. You know, where, you know, God knows your thoughts before you do. Right. <laughs> so he doesn't know everything. But he got enough of an inkling that he's going to try to stop you at every step. 
mm -hmm. that he can. And, you know, I think that the best thing that we can do is, you know, pray for those that are oppressed, you know, and for them to get stronger. Even if that relationship between you two needs to fall by the wayside because you don't, you don't need this. Your daughter doesn't need this, mm -hmm. you know. But that doesn't mean that you stop praying for him. Absolutely not. No. Well, Pray you know, for your enemies, down. by the way. Well, not only that, but, and he's not even an enemy, but double down on your prayer. Mm -hmm. for him, you know? Because, I mean, even, well, best, you're fine. Best case scenario is that, you know, it may not be right for you now, but maybe, it, you know, later on, it can come full circle. Mm -hmm. but, you know, that could be too. But you. Thank you. Um, gotta love maintenance. <laughs> we're, we're really multitasking women up in here. <laughs> we get in the house fixed. We do a podcast. <laughs> we have airplanes go by. <laughs> so, you know, um, so I think that we need to pray for, um, you know, all of those that we that we even suspect maybe have demonic because I'm going to tell you what especially in the secular world they want to go straight for a pill but that's just masking the problem mm -hmm. and I think that that's why we need to pray first you know and then maybe seek the pill right well and he had been on medications and he felt that he was free of all that he felt like he was a more whole person uh, well put together person mm-hmm uh, clear conscience, everything else due to getting off, you know, what, again, secular world, you know, medicine, all that, it was mm -hmm. drilling in his head that he had to have in order to live a normal life. And um, I can definitely see that he does not, per se, need any medication. But, I, you know, I tell him, you know, I think you might have a little Tourette's because <laughs> he's... Because it's actually kind of funny at some of the stuff that just spews out of his mouth. And, you know, got to love him. But, you know, but at some point, you know, your heart, your soul, my joy, you know, that's important to me. And, you know, you, you can think that you can work through it and, you know, it's okay. Can I deal with this the rest of my life? Well, you know, I, at some and point, do you want no. to? No. Yeah. You know, exactly. I mean, is this really going to benefit me? Or him. I mean, how is it helping him? But listen, if I'm all like you listeners, I'm not saying all of you, but I'm conflicted always. Am I here to do God's work and help someone get through that and stand by? Or when do you walk away? I mean, this is well, really the question. Well, you've got to realize, honey, you're not supposed to save the world one man at a time. I am not. <laughs> oh, yeah, and if you knew me, if y'all knew me, you'd know that's what I'm trying to do or ha have in the past. But, you know, when you love somebody, it's really hard to walk away and not want to try and help them. Um, but like Deborah said, you know, if this is a spiritual warfare on him, pray for him. Maybe it comes full circle and you two do get back, to, we get back together, whatever the situation may be. But it's like determining, and that's why we're here today, I don't think we've really addressed anything face on about you know exactly what to do because every situation is going to be different but you well, also... I think the first thing you have to do is you have to pray for um, God's wisdom and God's will in your life and be willing to do whatever he tells you to do 
Yeah, I'm not Including good at listening, wife. FYI. Yeah, like, if you could see us right now, I'm glaring at her, okay? <laughs> I'm really not obedient all the time. A Hi. lot of times I am, but I am that kid that seriously... When it comes to her relationships, though, she's very, she's very loyal. And she's very fierce with her relationships. And when the Lord is screaming, run! She's like, but, but, but they need me. I can fix it, Lord. And he's like, oh, you're vague. Because you know he's Jewish. So. <laughs> uh, true story. This is real talk for real. Because, um, but that, again. I was the same way. I was the same way. That's why I had to take a, I mean, I've been on, on a, you know, 10-year celibacy. You know, and just uh, avoiding men altogether because, you know, I I get a hold of one and they're like a new toy. I got to put it together and fix it and make it my own. And <laughs> you know, I, but you know what the thing is though that I've never met a man that said, "Gee, I need a woman to come fix me." They don't want to be fixed. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of have their as is tag, same as we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's true. Very so true. We need to be willing to say, okay. This may not be the relationship, the, the, the husband relationship that, that God has for me, but that doesn't take away from the fact that it is a relationship in my life, mm-hmm. and I need to pray over this relationship, and I need to pray over this person, and I need to be you know, obedient to the Lord and speak His wisdom over this person and help them to be the best person that they can be mm-hmm. so that they can find that person that's right for them. Because if you're not right for that person, mm-hmm. you're wasting his time. Well, with you just saying that, that's a great point. As we're talking about, okay, we're in a relationship. How do we make this work? We didn't have a list. Now what? The first thing that you need to do is pray for that person that you're with. Bottom line, start Absolutely. praying. That's and that's, that's the be, first step. Right, and that's going to be part of our next uh, our next show is going to yep. be about, you know, how do you find your future spouse? You know, where do you look? What rock do you have to turn over? Well, not only that, but just praying for it. Like, right. have that's, that list. That's, that's and how it starts. So. Yeah, putting it but, into, into but, the... Yeah, put it out there, you know. you got to put it out there to the Lord. Yep. And say, Lord, I don't want to be alone anymore. You know? But I don't want to be married just for the sake of getting married because then I'm going to get divorced just for the sake of getting married. Mm-hmm. And, and, no, thank you. That's not <laughs> So um, I think that we've covered a lot of ground here. What do you think? I do. I think there's a lot to be talked about in regards to this. But let's just let's just go with to, to start with if you're in a relationship right now, not really sure if it could be worked out or not, just start praying intently to God and what it is that you want worked on in the relationship. Again, you've got to be intentional, not just, you know, Lord, be with so-and-so and, you know, be in our relationship. Right. You Literally Yeah, you be can't say, Lord, fix my marriage. Because the Lord's going to like, well, where would you like me to start? <laughs> Amen. Exactly. So you've got to say, Lord, fix, you know, we're arguing all the time, Lord. Help us to find better ways of communicating with each other. You know, mm-hmm. Lord, help us to um, be receptive to each other's needs and to be willing to fill those needs. Whatever it is, pray intentionally, like Carrie said. Yeah, and I would just say start with that. And, you know, there's more to be discussed. I'm hoping that we can get some of our listeners 
uh, to tune in at some point where we can get your feedback so we can kind of hear what you're feeling, what you've gone through in your relationships, why you stayed, why you didn't. I think that would help us to speak oh, yeah. more on it. And I, I, but absolutely. Send us emails. Um, I know that through Anchor you can send us voice recordings. Um, so whatever. Um, you know, But get in touch with us. I mean, my phone number is listed on, on my Facebook for crying out loud. So you can always get a hold of us. You know, and let's talk about it. Um, we would even love to have, you know, somebody call in and be, you know, like a guest with us and, you know, really have a, an actual conversation about relationships. Because, uh, you know, this this podcast is, is about um, our Christian walk, but it ha- it's always based in relationships. So we've really got to get that down. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got to understand what relationships are and what they're not. Because a relationship is not supposed to fix you. You're supposed to come to the relationship already put together. You know? Amen. That you can't, is the you can't truth. come in with with all this baggage <laughs> because you're gonna end up with more baggage. You know, so you've got to be whole within yourself before you have anything to offer. You know? And if you don't have anything to offer, you have no business asking for a relationship on any level. Yeah. You know, you just you have no it's not fair you know you're having unfair expectations of your relationships so you need to be you know whole within yourself um and all prayed up and just you know ask the lord to put the people in your life that he would have there and to give you the discernment to know where to put them because sometimes you know god will introduce you to a man and he's not thinking he's husband material we're trying to make him into husband material but he ain't it yeah. But he's a man that needs you for this season to pray for and pray with and help him to become the, the godly man that God created him to be from a to- totally different place yeah. than that male-female relationship. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think that's going to do it for us today. I We're up to 35 minutes almost. So um, God bless everybody. Again, you can email us at the letter U, the letter R, diamonds, from Cole at gmail.com. All right, be blessed, everyone. We'll look forward to having you tune in next time. Bye. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Diamonds from Cole. This is Deborah and Carrie, and we are back with you again today. Hello, everyone. So we were talking um, last time about broken relationships, but we wanted to kind of backtrack a little bit and go back to that list um, and talk about, you know, how do you find these, a man that's going to measure up with what's on your list, you know? So, um, and Carrie said, you know, first step is you got to pray. Absolutely. So when Deborah and I did that uh, podcast the other day, it just reminded me that um, whether you're single or you're dating someone right now, maybe you're engaged, whatever the situation is, what I found to be... Uh, very helpful in my search for the right one. Uh, haven't found him quite yet, but uh, is to actually pray for your future spouse. And what I mean by that is uh, going off of your list, of course, what your expectations are, what kind of person you want uh, to be with as far as faith, um, goals in life, um, help me out here, ethics, morals, you know, whatever else that 
Well, just whatever's on your list and the things that are on your absolute nots, you know. I don't want a guy who's, you know, got a, a drug history. That's not something I want to deal with. I don't want somebody that's going to, you know, that has not, not dealt with his past baggage, mm -hmm. you know, uh, on a spiritual level. Well, really, yeah. I guess what we could say is someone that is... So I'm just thinking, you know, you go off your list and you're very specific mm -hmm. with God and say, Lord, here's my list, literally hold it up to him. And say, can you do something with this for me? <laughs> <laughs> the ideal. And of course, we are all imperfect and we all know that. But basically, really putting it out there, what you really want. And God says, ask and you shall receive. And, right. But if we're not asking and being intentional about what we're looking for, you know, right. God knows, but he wants us to also know. Because yeah, when he that, has to know that you know what you want. Exactly, because when yeah. that person... And not only that, but he also has to be able to say, now, honey, aren't, aren't you being just a little bit picky? <laughs> Have you not seen you lately? <laughs> well, right, and we, and, and we may be convicted to say, okay, God, maybe that's not as important as I thought it might be. Right, you know, I mean, so, I mean, sometimes it's, it's a reflection to yourself as well of what you should be expecting and the things that you're that are on your absolute knots, you know, I mean, let's not be too dang picky, but I mean, I, my thing is that I, I want somebody that is going to be morally correct. I want somebody that I want who God wants me to have, you know, and whatever that looks like. I mean, I don't mm -hmm. care if he's, you know, walks with a lamp. I don't care, you know, if he's got all his hair, I mean, I don't care if his, his teeth come out at night. I don't care about any of that. That's all physical crap. Right. You know? Right. I mean, you see me. I'm not perfect. You're ridiculous. So. <laughs> see, I'm ridiculous. Hey, exactly. We got to laugh at ourselves sometimes, but you're you're funny. Uh, so based on all of that, uh, what I really want to make a point of is it doesn't mean you have to be in a relationship to be praying for them person mm -mm. um just putting it out there just letting god what your heart's desire is you know and you know piggybacking off of that piggyback there is we also need to be praying for them as an individual mm -hmm. say lord i have not met my husband yet but i ask that you watch over them i ask that you guard their heart i ask that you protect them i ask that you help them through whatever they're going through today you know pray for them intentionally in mm -hmm. the abstract absolutely. if that makes sense yeah absolutely it does you know, I mean, because they better be praying for me. <laughs> well, here's a good example. You know, uh, I have quite a following on Facebook and some other social outlets out there. And, you know, sometimes I come across a lot of people that have a lot of prayer requests. And, you know, I, it might be in the moment. I'm just checking my, my messages. I see a bunch of people in need of prayer. Sometimes I just say a general prayer, you know, hey, listen, Lord, I haven't been able to specifically get the names of the people that have reached out to me that need prayer right at this moment. But Lord, guard their hearts, be with them, whatever they may be going through. You know, and it doesn't mean that we are always going to know specifically we want what we want to pray for, but just putting it out there, just a general prayer right. is not a bad thing here. Anyway, right. he hears you and he knows right. what that person needs. But you also want to be specific. You know, is that, you know what, Lord, meet them at their need, you know, um, please help them with their finances or whatever is, because sometimes the Holy Spirit will speak to you while you're praying for them. That is absolutely true. And you need to verbalize that. Yes. You know, say, you know, Lord, for some reason it's on my heart to pray for their finances or to pray for their children 
or to pray for their parents or whatever. You know, I mean, whatever the Holy Spirit is putting on you to pray for, verbalize that. Because, you know, the Holy Spirit tells you what you need to know. Yeah, that's so you know, true. If you're listening, just, absolutely. You know, yep. and you have to be, and that's what prayer is supposed to be, is a conversation. Yeah. You know, we keep doing it as a monologue, and this is why we don't, we say we don't have answers to prayer. Well, you weren't listening. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, oh, well, I don't care how, how far along in your walk of faith you are. Oh, I I'm so guilty. <laughs> I'm so guilty. You know, I go, here, Lord, here's my laundry list. Have a nice day. Peace out. Yeah, He's like, well, well, wait a minute. I didn't get to say even that I was going to look at the dang list. Where are you going? <laughs> Jesus. It's like this couple I picked up the other day because I'm a driver and, you know, here it is, 95 degrees, Arizona weather. They're from Chicago. And they it's just, not, it's barely April. Oh, my gosh, this but, weather. But here they are. They come out here uh, to on vacation and end up doing a run, okay, at 8 in the morning and then decide to hike a mountain with no water. So... if y'all could see my face my jaw is literally on the table yeah i i couldn't even believe it but that's again like prayer going into you know climbing a mountain you know and 95 degree weather with no water so if we're not listening to the holy spirit to feed or or quench us of uh our thirst you know you know if they had prayed that morning and waited for the answer the lord might have said you might want to bring some water just thinking yeah just survived they survived but gosh oh my gosh that could have been that could have been very tragic yeah that could have been very bad they they had a quite a workout so Mm. but anyway just to, to kind of relate to going into prayer with no uh real intention of what it is that you're seeking um answers to Right. And what you're, you know, not only that, but um, waiting for an answer. We have to learn to, you know, wait on the Lord. I mean, I I have to make a conscious effort when I have prayer time that after I say amen, I don't just disconnect. <laughs> Sometimes you know, I say amen, want to go. It's like, but no, no, no. That's called token prayers. And, you know, God's not riding the bus. He doesn't need a token. Right. So exactly. you know, he needs our full-fledged attention. So, you know, I make it a point to just wait a moment, you know, after the amen, my eyes are still closed and I'm still, you know, listening for that still small voice before the noise of the world gets all my attention. Yeah. And that happens a lot where I'm like, are you there? I literally, to speak on that, I literally went through that the other day. I'd had this euphoric day. Like, I mean, I was just on high for Jesus. And I was just feeling the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And literally within a couple days, I just had some stressful moments. Lost my car keys. Lost my (laughs) debit card. A couple things happened. Couldn't get any money out. Couldn't work. So it was a little stressful. And I was like, I literally looked up and I was like, are you there? (laughs) <laughs> are you there god because i really need you right now but it took a moment like i really had to just sit there in silence for a minute to mm-hmm. to hear him because i don't know i just wasn't feeling it and yet what happened i found my car keys uh managed to get a hold of the credit card company and you know claim it stolen um mm-hmm. got another credit card or debit card that i was able to use and put money on and transfer the money so that worked out so but yeah in my frenzy uh, it seemed a little hopeless at the moment. I was freaking out. Yeah. So, what'd you learn from that? 
Uh, patience. Because, you know, honestly, I really felt like it was kind of a timeout. My daughter couldn't go to school, so we had the time <coughs> to spend for the day and really kind of work things out because we'd had some moments. Um, so you got to actually take that moment that you're in and really realize, like, what that timeout's for. Just to, you know, regroup, listen to God, everything else. Rebuild your relationship with your child. Rebuild your relationship with your child or whomever yeah, you're whatever, living with. Right, whatever is going on. So it sounds to me like God said, okay, we're going to hide your keys. And you're not going to have any money. And you're going to actually have to focus on what I need you to focus on. Yeah, exactly. So he does there that. you go. <laughs> and then, okay, now that you've done that, here's your keys. <laughs> exactly. So with that being said, patience. So when you are seeking that future partner and you're praying for it, don't expect that person to be there the moment you open the uh, door to the grocery store or, you know, church door or wherever it oh, is. Oh, and ladies, in. ladies, don't be me. Here's me. I'm done with men. God's going to have to send him to my door with a big old bright purple bow that says, For Deb, from God. Because <laughs> you know what's going to happen? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen. Let's be real. Because God's too busy laughing at your ridiculousness to bother with it. He's like, you've got to be kidding me. Well, you know what? Although funny, and I, it's super cute that you even that you mentioned that. No, I said this was my this was what I said to God, right? <laughs> but with that being said, that that brings me back to Facebook and the expectations that both men and women have for their future partner. Let's be real. You know, I want a millionaire. Okay, great. You want someone that's financially secure. That would be more a way of asking for it, not a millionaire. Um, you know, just you got to be realistic in what you're asking for. Well, and besides that, okay, let's look at that for a minute. You want a millionaire. Have you seen you? I mean, I'm being brutally honest. Are you millionaire worthy? I don't think so. If you are, then why don't you have that millionaire? They should be knocking at your door. So what is it about what, what you're doing or how you're dressing or whatever you're doing that is making that not happen for you? So, I mean, and finances is not all it's cracked up to be. I'll tell you what, I, I, I think, uh, I don't remember how I said it on our on one of our podcasts or not, but um, Carrie and I were talking and, you know, I mean, I, married, I was married into money and I was just as miserable. But then I had this carrot that was being dangled over my head you know, where are you going to go without my money? Mm-hmm. So I, it was a trap. Yeah. So I learned that, you know, being broke and miserable and or being not broke and miserable is still miserable. Yeah. It's just, it, you know, it's pick your heart. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just, I, I, I choose to be true to myself. Mm-hmm. And that's, that matters more to me than a bank account. Yeah. And on the other side of that, men, listen. Okay, I don't know, a Jennifer Lopez, I'm dating myself, but Brooke Shields or Christy Brinkley, okay? You're well, not, you are dating yourself. You, you're going back I know, right? But the, <laughs> those were very beautiful women that were models and famous, and I'm trying to think of some, I don't even know any models' names these days. But anyway, you know, come on. you got to be realistic. And not only that, with age, everybody changes. You go yeah, having no, kids, She does not change. want your bald head in her house, Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, let's be realistic. 
stick, okay? Although with Christy Brinkley, she did, she she was with what's his name, Billy Joel, Joel right? You yeah. know, so you know, I mean, maybe you know, she saw something we don't well, see. Well, yeah, <laughs> but looks are not everything either, and that's again, if we're going to be praying intentionally, then maybe ask for somebody that's physically fit like you are. You know, maybe you work out. You know, maybe you enjoy going to the gym and hiking. And, and if you don't, maybe you maybe God's going to send you somebody to help motivate you to do that, like I need. Right. Exactly. You know, I need somebody who's going to say, woman, you need to get your big buns on that treadmill. Let's go. <laughs> but you want somebody that's that's going to uplift you and, yes. and want to do things with you to better yourself. It's not a matter of having a, you know, a gym coach that's out there to, you know, get Deborah to be you know, something she's not either. I mean, I mm. enjoy working out, but I am not going to be in there every day of the week. I mean, that's just not me. That would not work out for me right. with someone like that. Well, no, I don't want to say that. I don't want that to be a, our only conversation is my big butt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I realize that it, we could talk about it for days and days and never cover the whole thing, but <laughs> this is the jokes, guys. Sorry. This is why the comedians get paid <laughs> and I do not <laughs> but um another thing too is you know to to kind of play off of this a little bit remember what love is love is not how somebody makes you feel about you it's not about what they do for you and so it when you're making your list I'm going to go back to the list again we need to remember that we want somebody that makes us want to be better for them. That's the definition of love. Yeah, it's absolutely and so, true. And so, you know, all of the things on my list are things that I recognize that I need in my life in order for me to feel needed and to feel like I want to be better so that I make him look good. Mm-hmm. You know, and it should be the same with him. You know, when a man says, I love you, my, my first knee-jerk reaction is, really, why? Mm-hmm. And if he says, oh, because you make me feel, or, oh, because you make me think, or because you, you know, you make me dinner. <laughs> you know, because I love to cook. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, those are all the wrong answer. Every last one of them. The right answer is, because you make me want to be a better me. For you, mm-hmm. absolutely. 100%. That's the right answer. Oh, hundred percent. I could have just said what you were going to say right there. That is the you know? truth, right there, folks, for sure. And um, again, why we're talking about and praying intentionally for a future partner because that is one thing that you can pray on. Is mm-hmm. I want to find something, just even if you don't know what to pray for right now. Maybe you yeah. don't have your list, but just saying, you know what? I want to find that partner that wants to be a better him for me or her for me right? and work as a team together. And that's what God wanted for us in the first place is to be, us to be a team, uh, you know, a partnership mm-hmm. that um, you could help and be strong in, in your faith with one another mm-hmm. and your walk together. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, and if you don't know what to pray, just say, you know what, Lord, I don't know what I need. I, I don't know what's in my best interest. I, I, my picker is broke, okay, and I know that's me. <laughs> my picker is so broke. My picker left the bill. I, th- I think I sent it to the dump. <laughs> it's just gone. So, Lord, I need you to pick for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, maybe you don't know what you want. Gosh, sometimes I'm not even real sure, but 
Yeah, I have I, a pretty good idea, but there's yeah, times but I then, wonder. you know, and Lord, you know, help me when I'm meeting somebody to remember those things that are important to me, so that I can use as little of my time wasted on the wrong one as possible, so that I stay available for the right one. Exactly, and again, there's a lot of times, and I can, I'm sure Deborah, mm-hmm. both of us can, uh, can testify to this that you know we've spent a lot of time with the wrong ones, but. For myself, I don't ever have regrets about anybody that I've ever dated because I've grown uh, personally because of it and learned a lot about myself. Right, but if you're attacked, if your focus is over here and your Mr. Right is just right here, mm-hmm. you're going to miss him. Right. You know, you're focused, you know, going east. He's standing to the <sighs> south of you and you miss the boat completely. You didn't even see there was water there. Right. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, how many missed opportunities do we, because we're stuck in the wrong place. And so that's why I say, you know, you want to waste as little time as possible kissing the frogs. <laughs> you know, when Prince Charming is right there. Yeah. And you we, know? what do they say? I mean, I remember back in the day, I don't even know if people even use the word, but, you know, settling. You know, you oh, don't never need settle, to settle. never surrender. Yes. Never settle for less than what God has for you and never surrender to less than who you are. Well, and that brings me to another point about our discussion, Deborah. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> Knowing your self-worth and loving yourself oh, yes. first and foremost. So not only are you praying for your future partner in life, but praying for yourself. For you to be the person for that man or that woman. And may God work in you to then become that person. Because if you're not ready and you're not listening to what God wants for you right now. What he needs you to learn about yourself. If you don't have that self-love. You know, you can't be good for your partner. Absolutely. You know, I mean, God can send the absolute right one for you. And you're the absolute wrong one for them. Yeah. You know, you've got to you've got to have your stuff together. But at the same time, you have to know you have to know your actual value. Mm-hmm. You know, they they say that the value of something is only the the price that somebody's willing to pay for it. But Jesus paid the ultimate price. So you are absolutely invaluable. And it doesn't your past doesn't matter cuz that, you know, God invested in your future. He poured out his blood for you to have a future and a hope. So if you're stuck in your past, let that crud go, man. And you, let that resonate in your mind right now is you got to know your worth and know that the price was paid. Okay? Yes. Because if you do not recognize that, you are going to continuously beat yourself up. You're going to have that guilt that you're not worthy. I don't care if uh, you've done something wrong, you've been in jail, or you've had an abortion, or who knows? I, I, whatever you've gone through, you have the chance to be reborn again, okay? Come to Jesus, ask him for forgiveness of all of you done, and try and work on being a better person for tomorrow. Because you have that opportunity because of the sacrifice of Christ to be able to start over. That's the good news. Absolutely. That is the gospel. And, you know, I mean, I know that there's a watered down version out there that, you know, you're going to have your best life now. My best life, you know, my my treasures are in heaven. I'm not going to have my best life now. That doesn't mean I'm going to have a miserable life now. But my best is yet to come. 
And I'm looking forward to that. Right. But I got to tell you, you know, if you don't know Jesus, if you, if you're asking yourself, if you're thinking to yourself, you know, if I ask you right now, um, you know, if you died right now, would you go to heaven? Think about your answer. Do you hope you'd go to heaven? Because I got news for you. There's not a bunch of hopers in heaven. You know, and if you're thinking, you know, well, I, I, I think I would go to heaven. You need to know. I mean, if you're going to know something, you need to know who you belong to. That's the most important thing. So, you know, if you're listening to this right now, I just, I know that everyone has their moment. Life is short. I just read on Facebook that there was a, a woman and who was pushing her stroller with two children, child walking behind. Involved, had, they were walking and they were involved in a hit and run. Guy took off. Um, babies, the youngest is still in the hospital in ICU. The other two kids were okay. They were hurt. God. You know, but I mean, there's no guarantee of five minutes from now, let alone tomorrow. Yeah. So if you're waiting for tomorrow <clears throat> to repent and, you know, this is real talk. They don't talk about this in some of those mega churches. I'm going to tell you that right now. They will sugarcoat it and they tell you, you keep giving and you do, you know, no, no good deed will get you there. I'm going to tell you that right now. And it clearly states that in the Bible. Okay. Yeah, Psalms tells us that our goodness is like filthy rags to God. Now think about that for a minute. What do you do with a filthy rag? I don't know about you, but I throw it away. Because it's garbage. So our goodness, our being good in God's eyes is just so much rubbish. Okay. Truly. You know, and in the, at the, in Revelation, the Bible says that, um, we are to be hot or cold because if you're lukewarm, that God will literally chew you up and spit you out. So the exact word verbiage is that Jesus will spit you from his mouth. He will vomit you from his mouth that I don't want to be just so much vomit. I don't know about y'all. Um, and I got to tell you, you know, Jesus said that I am the way, the truth and the life. Nobody but comes to the father, but through me. But all it takes is for you to believe in who he is and know that he can save you and know that he has already forgiven you. All you have to do is accept his free gift of salvation. That's it. There's no works involved. Now, with your faith, you're going to want to do things. And absolutely, you should do things. Because as servants of Christ, we are to do what he did and he served. You know, he served the people. That's what Carrie and I are here for, too. Is, you know, we're here to serve you. And we're here to make sure that you know the truth. All of the truth. And that there's no telling you that, you know, I'm okay, you're okay. That you're going to have your best life now. <clears throat> and that if you, if you, uh, I, I love this one. They go to Malachi three and they say, you know, how are you going to rob God? You need to pay your tithes. I got news for you. Tithes is of the law and it's not required. And that doesn't mean you're not supposed to give because Paul said that we're supposed to be a cheerful giver. It says God is slow to abandon a cheerful giver, but that's above and beyond a tithe. That's more than 10%. You know, that's giving what the Lord puts on your heart to give. And, you know, I love how the churches want to try to, you know, guilt you into giving them money while they're driving around in their Bentleys. I mean, no, 
Mm-hmm. I'm on the bus and you're driving a Bentley. I have a problem with that. How about you donate to me for a change? That'd be new. Well, <laughs> on the other side of that, you know, I go to uh, a church that uh, the pastors are super humble. They're all about, you know, being charitable because they have a fund for families that don't have money to pay rent and things like that. And that I can. Oh, no, no. I'm not saying yeah. that. I'm just saying that I'm, I'm, my big issue is these televangelists. Oh, I'm, I, knew, okay. I knew where you were that's, going that's with that. Where this I'm is going a with smaller it. church I'm than not, I go I'm to. I'm not yes. talking about, you know, your your churches that you go to. I'm talking about the, you know, the, I'm not going to mention names. I promise I'm not going to mention Joel Osteen. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about, about uh, what's her name. Oh, I can't stand that woman. Joyce Meyer. I used to love her too. Yeah. I did. I used to love her because she, I mean, she's got some great things. But what turned me off to her is that she said that she deserved to have an airplane. Her own airplane. Huh. Because she should not have to travel with the rest of the commoners. Really? Well, Jesus <laughs> traveled with the <clears throat> commoners all day. Yeah. So. He was with the hookers and, and the everybody else. Yeah. The Pharisees were like, what are you doing breaking bread with the, with the hookers and the tax collectors? He's like, you know, you don't go to the doctor when you're healthy. These are the sick people. I'm the doctor. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing the Bible enough, but it's offensive. I apologize, but... You know, God loves you, and he wants he wants you to come home. He's the shepherd, and you are the lost sheep. You know, if you don't know Jesus, we welcome you into the family. All it takes is for you to say, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and give a, a sinner's prayer, and if you need it, pray along with me. Father God, I know I have fallen short of your glory every day, and I thank you that you went to the cross for me. And that you died for my sins and shed all of your blood to cover the the cost of my debt. And I thank you that on the third day you rose. That I would have life. That I don't have to ever worry about what's going to happen to me because I will always be your child. I accept your gift and I love you for it. And I thank you so much for being my, my Abba Father in heaven. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to hear from you. So go ahead and shoot us over an email at urdiamondsfromcoal at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook. Um, you can reach uh, either uh, Carrie at what's your... You're Carrie Loftman, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in, in Phoenix, Arizona. And I'm Deborah Simpson in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, look us up on Facebook, friend us. We'll be happy to um, welcome you into the family personally. Um, I think that's it for our episode today. Um, be blessed, don't stress, and know that uh, Jesus loves you and so do we. Bye. Bye. <laughs>